I am, I mean, what did that song just say? On Sundays, I'm in love with you. I mean, I'm going to be in love with Shohei Otani seven days of the week if he's a Toronto Blue Jay. It's just low tide. I have, I've been jittery all day. Granted, I'm about six cups of coffee deep, but I can't believe it. Like, this sounds like it is going to legitimately happen or there is a greater than 50% chance it's happening. And I just, I can't believe it. I, this, if the Jays land this guy, it's, it's the biggest off-field, off-ice moment in Canadian sports history. Yeah, that, that's like I said, we we're trying to figure out what it would be comparable to. And I thought maybe the McDonald, McDavid uh, draft lottery, uh, you know, off ice things, it would be tough. Like the, the, the trade by Chicago to Phil Esposito to Boston w- was not even highly reported. This is because it's Otani. And maybe if you could speak to, for those who don't know baseball that well, why is Otani such a big deal? This is, I mean, it's Connor McDavid and Connor Hellebuck in one player, right? It's a legitimate threat to win the Cy Young every year when he's healthy, and it's a legitimate 40-plus home run power bat in one player, something we have never seen in this era of Major League Baseball. Like, he's a unicorn. He is the biggest sports star in Asia. He is up there as one of the biggest sports stars in North America now in the world and he would be choosing to play the prime of his career in Toronto, in Canada. And the reason I think it's just so significant, and like okay, you mentioned McDavid, I mean, sure, big moment for Oilers fans and for the NHL. So, Tani is a massive moment for sports business on the planet, not just in Canada, not just North America. It's a massive moment for Toronto Blue Jays that, has more fans nationally, I would argue, than any other team in the country. They, they truly are Canada's team, and it's a sport that Canada gets behind in the summer. We all remember 2015. So, again, for them to do this, to dish out the $500, $550 million for Otani to want to come here, I just, I still almost, even though I've been living and breathing this for a month, I still can't almost wrap my head around just how significant it would be. So you're the, you know, the, you're the advisor to the manager. Where would you slot him in the lineup, and who would you put around him? I mean, he's DHing. He is batting third every game when he is in the lineup, and I think it's as simple as that. I mean, again, he he transcends that lineup, right? It's it's no more just hoping Bo and Vladdy can can somehow find a level, and hoping George Springer finds health and consistency it's all of those things and yes one of the most consistent power bats in major league baseball and Shohei Otani it's it's transformative now do you like like I'm all I always like the righty lefty righty so I you know say Bichette second Guerrero fourth yeah probably I mean again throughout the course of the season you're always changing up the way that looks and whatnot I I just think the bottom line is that you are adding one of the best hitters in baseball, and he's a fixture in your lineup for the next decade. There, they, you know, I, I, I thought Soto would be a nice fit for the reasons I just mentioned about the righty lefty righty, but the the Otani's list like on a different planet. After, if this does happen, do you what else do you expect them? I mean, it sounds ridiculous. They've signed Otani; they're done. But what what else would you like to see this team if they're if they're doing this? They're going for it. What else would you like to see? Yeah, you still need a third baseman, and you still probably need an outfield bat. And what will be interesting is will ownership say, listen, this Otani deal, like, 
sure it's affecting payroll on the baseball team, but in terms of that lump sum we've committed, we know we're making that back in our Rogers ads. We know we're making that back in ticket sales and jersey sales. Are they going to give this management group the green light to go spend more? Go do it. Go give Cody Bellinger $200 million. Who cares? Let's win a World Series. That wouldn't stun me at all, but I think in all likelihood, if they land Otani, you're looking at some more B-level free agents. You need someone to play third base, and you need an outfielder, and you need one good reliever. I don't think they'll be dropping another 200 mil on one player like a Bellinger. I think it'll be some lowercase ads, but I expect them to still be active. It's 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 The great thing is that I, I love baseball. I love the winter meetings. I love the Rule 5 draft. It's great to be... Uh, I think the last time the Jays were this front and center at a winter meetings was the Joe Carter, Robbie Alomar trade. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, what I like about this management group and they'll make me eat my words because a month ago I was calling for Ross Atkins to be fired, but his ability to convince ownership to spend and his willingness to spend Hunjin Ryu was a top of the chart free agent. When they signed him, George Springer was a top of the chart free agent when they signed him. And I think you can look at the stadium, you can look at the Florida complex and how elite that is. Those are things this management group with Shapiro and Atkins have done that have clearly made the Blue Jays a top destination for free agents. And you can say, you can't say, you can't say Otani's a one-off because again, Kevin Gosman chose here, George Springer, Hunjin Ryu, they chose to sign in Toronto. That says something about the organization. It's, um, it's pretty wild, I have to say. It's it's fun. As a sports commentator, observer, and fan, I love the story because it's just ginormous. Uh, let's talk about the Oilers. They're a big story in and of themselves because of the winning streak and turning it around. I asked Lansky this question. I will ask you, how, like, I think everybody following and, and reporting on this team has whiplash because of the, the turnaround, and I get that they're playing better, and I get the system has changed. There's a new coach, healthier McDavid, healthier Ekholm, Skinner's playing better. I understand all of those elements. I know what's happening. I can, I know what the numbers say. But this turnaround is like just for it to happen as quickly as it has. We're not even at game 25 yet, Tyler. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I understand some of the defensive metrics have gotten better. I, I love the pre planned plays off the face off that seem to be magically working all the time right now. And I get it. I just still kind of look at this Oilers team, Todd, and I go, this is just who they were last year. Like, they're not showing me a lot that I haven't seen from them in the past. It's Connor McDavid in the power play. It's timely saves from Stuart Skinner. It's a blue line that'll bend but not break all that often. And at the end of the day, like, Connor McDavid is averaging, what, three points a game over this five-game winning streak? Like, yeah, and Stuart Skinner is a 940. If that keeps happening, you're not going to lose hockey games. I'm not giving a ton of credit here to the coaching change just because we've seen them play like this under Jay Woodcroft. To me, it's just, you know, we knew the PDO. We knew the shooting percentages. We knew this team was better than they showed early in the season. They're regressing to the mean here. It's positive regression, as I like to say. And I don't think it's anything more than that. Now, what do you do then? Like, I think they lost the Stanley Cup on two periods. The second period in Game 5, second period in Game 6 against Vegas. But you want to improve your chances. So, go get another goalie, obviously. Anything else you see them needing? Yeah, you need a quality backup at some point. That's uh, that's a big one. I think adding some some more sizzle to the bottom six, someone who plays hard but has offensive upside, you need to cover both of those areas probably in one acquisition. So I think 
that is something they should be looking into pretty heavily. And then the pipe dream is upgrading the right side of the blue line, right? Like if you can find someone who has Ekholm, but on the other side of the ice, and you can give up your first CC and Broberg to get them, then that's the dream fit. The, the peripheral moves are, yeah, upgrade the bottom six, get a backup goalie for Stu so he doesn't have to work that hard this season and you don't overplay him. But the dream fit is an upgrade on the right side so that you don't only have Bouchard at home, you have Darnell Nurse and a legitimate partner for him. If you could, run, if you could find a way to get Tanev here, would you do it? Yeah, I would, but I just don't see it as realistic. I think Bradtree living Toronto, that connection makes so much sense that I'm like, and the Leafs are so banged up. And now they have the cap space. I just think Bradtree living at some point, his, his trigger finger will get way too itchy, and he'll find a way to get Tanev there, and he'll probably overpay to do it. What do you make of Sean McDermott's comments, and what do you think the fallout might be? I don't know if there will be fallout. I mean, if you had to rank coaches in the four major sports on their level of insanity, I'm sure Dave Jameson could give you a million great <laughs> stories like this. Football coaches are the most insane of the collection. Like, when he said... Yes, it's the stupidest thing you could say, especially as a coach who coaches in New York State. Like, what are you thinking? Do I think they're going to fire Sean McDermott over this? No. The Bills are going to come out flat against Kansas City because of this? No. It's just a headline that'll come and go at some point. And was it a dumb thing to say? Yeah. Do I think Sean McDermott's a terrible person? Do you think the Bills make the playoffs? Yeah, I do. I think the Jacksonville injury to Trevor Lawrence is going to hurt them. Not that they'll miss the playoffs, but I just think it'll keep things tight. The Steelers lost last night. That's massive. They don't have a starting quarterback. The Bengals, no more starting quarterback. The Browns, no more starting quarterback. Like, go through the list. Everyone's so banged up, and I think this Bills team, kind of like the Oilers, is due for some positive regression. Thanks for this, man. Appreciate it. Anytime, Jack. There you go.